Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome into episode 122. Mm-hmm. 122 of the Dunbar's Podcast. It's your boy's favorite Saturday brunch bunch back at it again. Triple threat edition this week. Uh, Chris had to take care of some stuff, so he will not be joining us live today. Um, gentlemen, how we doing? Doing good. Doing Great, really good. Well. Sun's out. Bright, sunny day. I've been walking around the house hitting switches all day. Trying to turn the sun out. You're trying to turn the sun out. You. Morning, Kenny. What's going morning, on? Morning, Kenny. Uh, so yeah, back at it. Uh big week. Uh Jason with a dope shirt again. Yeah. Um <laughs> Taekwon, we're not putting that one up, but uh I, I made it. I thought, I I it. Thought I you, it. I, I thought you were about, Taekwon, I thought you were gonna say something about uh even when Jay wears something black, he has to include white. Um but, you know, we'll, we'll let that go. Um but yeah, no, welcome in everybody. Uh big week to get into. Uh we'll we'll hop into Bell to Bell week that was, give our Mount Rushmore for the week. Um, Jabroni of the week, you know, we got a nice little uh special edition of Pushberry release. So uh huge show coming up today, as always, jam-packed with a lot of info and, and topics to get into. Um, as always, hit us up on social media, Dunmark's Pod, everywhere you go, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, email the show, dunmarkspod at gmail.com. Uh yeah, all right, everybody get off Jason's shirt. Okay, we're, we're not gonna start this episode. It's her. I know it's her. Okay, and her is amazing. Fine. Her is amazing. Okay. (laughs) One of the few people in this new generation that I will listen to on a regular basis. Um, but I'm a I'm an old RB soul, so I you know what I mean. She fits right into my bag. Um, but well, speaking of her, I'm gonna transition to a little story here to get the uh to get the show started. So <laughs> Coming hot and heavy today. Uh, so this this week, um, this week my daughter who turned thirteen on the on the at the end of January, uh, she had her her Valentine's Day dance this week, right? Mm-hmm. So last weekend, I'm like hey. We gotta go shopping, figure out what you're gonna wear. Like, I'm not waiting till the last minute to go out and try to find something for this dance. Sunday, Saturday came and went, Sunday came and went. Wouldn't you know, Wednesday night, guess who's out running around last minute shopping? <laughs> right here. Um, so I will say I will give myself kudos on the dad brownie points because uh I managed to not embarrass my teenage. My 13-year-old daughter, um, while we were out dress shopping and, and shoe shopping and everything else, trying to find stuff for this dance on Thursday night, um, my wife wasn't able to go, so it was stuck. You know, I had to carry the load, um, mm-hmm. but I handled it. We got we like, got where a your nice, Dunmark shirt. <laughs> we got a nice yeah, where the Dunmark's dress, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, nah, but it worked out good. Um, she looked she looked very pretty, um, but man, I tell you what. Some of these girls, seventh grade, eighth grade, like it wouldn't be my daughter leaving the house with some of these dresses some of these girls had on. Not not gonna happen. So how many dances do we get now? Because when I came up, it was like you got two. You got 
So yep. they did a Halloween. Halloween? Well, so, well, yeah, because they're still in seventh grade. So if you remember back in West, we used to have them dances. Well, I don't even know. We used to have them dances periodically throughout the year where it wasn't a particular theme, so to speak, but they would hold dances. Yeah, four years like prom. Maybe um, homecoming. Homecoming was in high school. High school, they, do, they still do just homecoming and prom in high school. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. But for the middle school, they, they do a Halloween dance and they do a Valentine's Day dance. So well, that could be their too. Halloween, yeah. everybody went dressed up in their costumes. It was cool. You know, a bunch of fun. Kids, kids loved it. This one, I, I saw some dresses that was like, yeah, not coming out of my house, something like that. Um, <laughs> but she had a good time. Want to want to want a gift card for guessing how many uh, pieces of candy were correctly in the jar? So close this without going over. Um, but yeah, enjoyed herself and, and like I said, proud dad moment. So I told her, hey, all these brownie points I stacked up doing this for you, I expect a very big Father's Day present coming up in June. And because my daughter's a smart ass and you know I raised her properly, her initial response back to me was, well, you have me as your gift, and that's all that matters. Touche, <laughs> <laughs> well played on her <laughs> end. Um, it is what it is. So, yeah, we're good to go. Um, all right. Anybody got anything else for the week that was? Max and relaxing. Yep. Ready to get into all it. Right. Let's go. Bell to Bell, Mount Rushmore. Let's go. Yeah, this guy. <laughs> Have a seat. Yeah. <laughs> I, listen, I'm. Uh, things have definitely changed from whenever, you know, I was in seventh, eighth grade. Um, yes, sir. Super Bowl weekend. Um, I will be watching the game just because it's the Super Bowl. Um, put a couple. I'll put a couple bets in. I got my numbers for my big block pool, so I'm I'm rooting for a, a two from the Eagles and a seven from the Chiefs um, at the end of the fourth quarter. And as long as I get that, I'll be a happy camper. Um, we do have some local ties here uh, mm-hmm. with some former high school alumni that we went to, uh, Miles Sanders playing in the Super Bowl. Um, another local kid, Sky Moore for the Chiefs. Um, he's there. So some some close Pittsburgh ties to the game, which makes it a little bit more interesting. But I'm never rooting for Philly for anything to save my life. Like, <laughs> not doing it. No. Can't do it. Philly, Baltimore, Cleveland, never, never. ever will I root for anything. <laughs> yeah. So, if Miles gets a ring, cool. But I'm not going to congratulate the Eagles. I'll congratulate Miles for getting exactly. the ring. <laughs> uh, All right. So the week that was pro wrestling, uh, huge week, mm-hmm. at least in my estimation, big week. Um, ramping good up, week. very good, good week. week, solid across the board from all shows. Um, a mm-hmm. lot of stuff happened this week, pro wrestling wise. Since we switched over to this new format and giving Mount Rushmore's of the week and and who we felt stood out and shined the brightest and best um, across the board, this was by far my toughest week as far as coming up with a Mount Rushmore. Um, A lot of great stuff in-ring work-wise, promo-wise, newsworthy-wise. So, yeah, I'm, you know, it's showtime, and I'm still debating back and forth 
who do I want to put up on this Mount Rushmore this week? How'd you guys feel about the week itself? And was your decision as difficult as mine was in, in choosing a Mount Rushmore candidate this week? Uh, my decision wasn't that hard for Mount Rushmore, but I definitely enjoyed this week of wrestling. So I didn't saying that from, yeah, that saying that from a person who really doesn't like, you know, watch, watch all like that, then I keep up with it. But I enjoyed all the shows very, very much. I didn't get to see Dynamite. I'm still having playback issues, but I'm going to go back and watch it. But everything else so far. Yeah. yeah um, you know, I agree. A strong week from everybody, really, mm -hmm. across the board. Um, you know, kudos to MLW getting getting on, on national TV. Um, they debuted on Reels this week. So um, I caught that from, from 10 to 11. Um, so shout out to Court Bauer and the boys. Getting back up on screen. So you guys don't like anything. So that's the first. No. It's <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. No, I think I think this week we like too much, Dave. Yeah. We like too much, bro. To try to pick four for Mount Rushmore, one from each of us. There, there were a lot of candidates on the board that could easily get it. Um, I feel there's gonna be a lot of honorable mentions if we don't have you know the same the same individuals. Um Baron uh, Corbin, yeah. I don't think he's out the door. He he has he, he can revive any character. They can throw him in. He'll, he'll make it. He'll go. I just don't think. I think from the the minute that they debuted it, and you had JBL cut the promo, and you gave him the ringing endorsement, and he came out looking like Joe Schmo. Yeah, mm -hmm. if, if you're going to run with that endorsement and everything else, then you got to come out three piece suited up, dressed to the nines, get on the mic and talk cocky, arrogant, just like a just like JBL did. You don't got to be JBL, but you got to be in that same breath and same vein as JBL. You can't come out just looking like you normally do mm -hmm. on a Tuesday night and have the push work. You came out lost and found gear. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with them 03 draft suits. I think I still got one or two hanging up in the closet. And and he could have been like if they had let uh if they let JBL do all the talking and Corbin just wrestle, it'd been money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think they I think they dropped the ball on it. Um mm, they did. And then everything else they did after that just never clicked. Like you put them in how many mm -hmm. poker games? Like just yeah. I was suggesting they uh they switch managers like every so often. Like he thing jumps them or thing dumps them. JBL he picks up another legend manager. Doesn't work out. Pick up another legend. That just be his gimmick for a while. Just say find something where he can actually be steady with. And I think with Corbin, he's you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cheese steaks from Geno's. Like, I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is what it is. The hate is strong for Philly, but um, yeah. I just, it, it just never clicked. Um, so I don't know where Corbin goes from here. Um. He normally bodies everything that they give him, but this one definitely fell flat. 
Um, so hard reset time for him, I guess. But yeah, it is what it is. There. Uh, I was thinking throw a million dollar belt on him. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. That was my first thought with the legend strange. No. no. How'd that work out for Cameron Grimes and Eli yeah. Drake? Yeah, how to yeah, how to work in NXT. Who? Where's where's Cameron Grimes? <laughs> I haven't seen him. I know. He's been off for a while. Um Well, speaking of Cameron Grimes, oh, that, that's that's my wife, Dave. That's easy. That's you know, <laughs> that goes that goes without saying. Um Bounce out of the week shall not be named. Watch <laughs> <laughs> it. Um, all right. So who who wants to go first? Where are we at with Mount Rushmore? I'll go first since we left off on camera grounds. I'm gonna go with NXT. I'm gonna go with one, the NA title match, the North American title match, and then uh, GC uh, JJ and GC story uh, JJ and. GG and JC's storyline continuing, but it's like with the NA title match, even if the storyline is trash, no matter what, the matches deliver and often steal the show. And that's what it's like. Like a WCW. But here's the thing: this is this this is why people were so mad whenever Dijak got called up and was T-Bar, because he can do that, mm-hmm. right? Like that's that's what got him over. That's what got him over in Ring of Honor. That's what that's what made WWE sign him. That's what got him over with Keith Lee. Like, that's it right there. Just give me that. The character still sucks. Like, does, the, you know, the Terminator, start. Judgment Day character, whatever. But Dave, Dave, don't, Dave. Dave, don't start your storyline <laughs> bullshit because I got bullets for you. I'm still waiting. I'm stockpiling. I told you. You keep you keep working <laughs> on that. And I think I think I finally found the the quote of all quotes to end that debate. So whenever you <laughs> want to do it, Dave, let me know. Okay, whether it's Tuesday night, in my opinion, Wednesday night, wherever I don't seven days, it don't matter. Special show. Okay, <laughs> you bought the Super Bowl pregame. <laughs> I, I gave you a little. I gave you a little teaser with what Bully Ray said. I. I'm stockpiling some stuff from other people, but this week I found the quote of all quotes to end the debate. <laughs> so when you're ready and you want that smoke, let me know. And we can jump on to a different topic. Um, nice sidebar there. Good job, pro. Um, little rant. Little rant. Get the energy boosted. Let's go. Um, so, yeah, Dijak, like, give me that. That's what I want. You can work on the character, but in ring, the guy can go. Yes, so he can. Let him let him be that. Like Wes is Wes is a great a great champion from the standpoint of fighting from underneath. Mm-hmm. Um, and he doesn't differently than say like Darby Allen as a as a champion that fights from underneath, right? Two different two different ways of going about it, but but both fight great as the underdog babyface champ. Um mm-hmm. So yeah, kudos to that match all the way around. That was probably my favorite match on the on the card from from Saturday night, um, and there were some good ones. I, I enjoyed the show from start to finish. I, I thought they had a very good showing for NXT. Um, Better than what I was expecting. Yeah, and then Tuesday night, like the Bailey announcement beforehand, and I'm like, okay, something's definitely up. Mm-hmm. 
my only problem with it and i saw a lot of this was it was the exact same breakup like you like instead of a barbershop you had the door you know mm-hmm. what i mean like mm-hmm. instead of going through the glass you threw through the door you, the super kick the even what jc was wearing with the black leather jacket like same yeah, if you go back and look Shawn michaels with the black leather jacket, like everything was the same um so i thought maybe you could tweak it a little bit to make it stand out a little bit different but i thought it was a a fitting breakup and i tweeted out afterwards Gigi's going to be fine. Yeah, she's not going to get lost. She's she's yeah. not Marty Janetti. She's not going to get lost. But JC's the right one to be the heel coming out of the breakup. Definitely. So yeah, the extra foot stomp and her head getting yeah. caught in the door was brutal. Yeah, you I'm saw sure the pictures the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, you saw the pictures. The the scream and the crying afterwards. Like Gigi is a full sympathetic baby face at this point. Mm-hmm. And JC is a nuclear heat for a hill. Mission Perfect. accomplished. Yep, perfectly. Yeah, I can't say anything about that. I mean, it, it was great to me. I loved it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I saw one certain sports journalist, so to speak, um, talk about how them two, they weren't befitting or they weren't uh, worthy enough of having that exact breakup used by them and i'm like come on dude are you serious like i'm not gonna put the guy's name out there but if you pay attention to twitter you know who i'm talking about but it's like what do you mean they're not worthy enough to have to to use that gimmick obviously sean thinks they're worthy enough to do it Mm -hmm. and the moment was was right for them to do it you had to do something with mandy not being there no more so and they've been something on the brand for a year for a year Then was uh, then when was the last time they used that? 1993, 92, <laughs> when the Rockers broke up. So right, you know, some people never even saw that clip before. So yeah, if anything, this got people to do some you know little history research and go back and see, hey, oh, this is where they pulled it from, and this mm-hmm. is why. So like, I, I'm not going to knock them for doing it, and the fact that you feel that them that those two aren't worthy enough to be bestowed. A, that particular angle just makes no sense. I mean, you got to realize everybody can't be the four horsewomen. <laughs> and that's what I think that's what they're pegging everything to be. They want everybody to be is. be worthy of that spot. And now. <laughs> Storylines getting repetitive to it, but repetitive that was 40 years ago yeah you didn't even you couldn't even watch that you didn't even know storyline existed did you that happened before you was born didn't it bro yeah bro like <laughs> i feel i feel nxt and they've been doing this for a while but out of all the promotions, they're the one that give the most love to the women's division. Yes. Majority of their shows on a weekly basis have multiple women's storylines and multiple women's matches. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to continue to push that, then 
I'm not gonna fault you for it. Like, continue what you're doing. The women have carried NXT for for a majority of the last year or so. So keep doing what you're doing. The formula is working. I'm interested. I'm tuning in on Tuesday nights. Oh yeah. So it's not making me shy away from watching the product because you're putting too many women on the show. And it gives the counterpoint to the argument. You can't have more than one women's match or one woman's story going on at once because NXT is the blueprint for how you do it. Mm-hmm. So realistically, everybody else has no excuse. Mm-hmm. Whether it's AEW, WWE, Impact does a good job of having multiple women's stuff going on. But, you know, they're working with a smaller roster than, than the other two big brands. Um, you even got a storyline about somebody that's injured <laughs> and you're working now. Who hit Nikita? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all think we know the answer to it, but, you know, the NXT parking lot being as dangerous as it is, you never really know. Um, <laughs> I see that, that was the whole commercial for NXT was who hit Nikita. I was like, we well, getting no wrestling or no nothing. That, that we're going, okay, I'm here for it. <laughs> you can play it up. You can play it up all the way until she gets back. I mean, you got you. You know, you think by now they have extra security in the parking lot as people come into the building. Because how many times is somebody going to get run down with a car, laid out? You know, <laughs> you, th- you think that was South Central LA that NXT parking lot? It's unbelievable. <laughs> I don't even. <laughs> I don't even know what this comment means, but that's I, I got. I popped. <laughs> You know, wait, like like this, Dave. Like it's, I'm not doing the other hand motion because you're gonna catch me slipping. I'm not playing that game. Uh, yeah. All right. So NXT. All right. I'm not mad at that, Jay. That's 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 a good submission for the week. I'm not mad at that. Uh, Donald, who you got? I got that. Uh, this is a shocker. It's been a while since I said this, but um, my Mount Rushmore is the whole episode of Dynamite. I was very intrigued with Dynamite. All the way from the wrestling to the storylines, everything except the JAS segment, which we'll get into that with my jabroni of the week. But <laughs> but dynamite, yes, I was hooked. I was interested all the way through with everything. So oh. MJF catch the MJF saw promo, Jamie versus the bunny, Danielson versus Rouge, uh the trios match, the uh, tag team title match. And, and and even including the fan that had the big wristwatch as his belt, which was hilarious. Yeah, try uh, improving on the flavor flavor gimmick of the of the big clock necklace. Yes. But, <laughs> um, no, dynamite was solid from start to finish. There's no doubt about it. This week, um, can we get over the blood? <laughs> like there was a lot of it. It. Because it's so prevalent on a weekly basis in AEW, and this goes back to Cody, and then, you know, Mox took up the mantle. Now Mox is off TV. I don't know if Danielson is going to do it every match, but, like, it doesn't have the effect that it should because it's just there all the damn time. So to catch that, I don't think he bladed. I think he got busted open hard way with that ring shot. But I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, Brian, the Crimson Mask, it was there, but like it, it didn't add to the match because we see it so much. If the spot calls for it, I'm okay with it. Don't give me a singles match with with regular rules and you you bust it open. That this guy. Um, it's a combat sport. There's going to be blood. Nah, not really. <laughs> we can have a fight right now. No blood. <laughs> Legit. Now this is now you're jumping the shark with this comment, bro. <laughs> you're completely jumping the shark. Okay. I'm not saying that you're that you're not that there's not going to be blood, right? Or to stop having it. My point is, is that they've done it so much, it doesn't add to the match. Having blood in a match is supposed to add something to it. It's supposed to make you feel a certain way. It's supposed mm-hmm. to draw you in more, make you sympathize more with the person that's bleeding. Now they just do it and carry on for another 20 minutes, and it means absolutely nothing. So why why continue to do it? That adding blood to the to the Danielson Roosh match did not change the fact that it was yeah. a, one of the best matches of the year. Takesha, if he didn't get busted open hard way by the ring and and he actually did you know do it himself, like having him do that after the match does nothing. It doesn't make me sympathize more with him. And it doesn't get more heat on MJF. MJF got more heat on himself for the freaking promo he got yeah. backstage. Yeah, multiple people calling the cops. Legitimately calling police to report a crime based on what was said. Like this is, uh, you know, WCW back in the day when the brawl broke out in the parking lot and the police were called because there was they really thought that there was a brawl in the parking lot. <laughs> So kudos to MJF for getting that type of response in 2023. <laughs> I don't love the promo as much as <clears throat> as much as everybody else did, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I like his promos more like that than uh, rip it down, then like tear down the city and say, you know, I'm a free agent coming in two years and all that stuff. Like, I like those story promos for him better. Again, you're going to the extreme, pro. You can have blood, but it doesn't need to be every single week in multiple matches. <laughs> Is that me messing up the comments or no? I don't think. <laughs> oh, this guy. Jesus. <laughs> But now AEW is a whole solid show. I got no problem putting that as as a Mount Rushmore. If you want to encompass it all, as the you know, if you had to pick one thing from the show, what would you what would you say stood out the most? <clears throat> um, the trios match was what it was. You know, six and them all going all out spot fest and everything. But <laughs> call it crazy, but I like Jamie and the Bunny because they finally moved the women's match into a different time slot. Which was very 
shout out shout out to the bunny. Apparently, she suffered a broken orbital bone, um, which is why the finish was what it was. She legit got hurt again after she just came back from a broken yes. nose. Um, so she's going through a bit of the injury bug right now, which sucks because I think she's a very talented individual um, and just can't get any traction, mm-hmm. so to speak. So I like her long. Yeah, her and Penelope are great, and I don't know how long she'll be out for with this, you know, orbital fracture and whether or not it will require surgery or what. But, um, you know, hopefully she comes back, and that's like the last of it for her. She can actually hit the ground running for a little bit and see what she can do because mm-hmm. I don't think she's been used enough in AEW since she came over. Um, I think the the only thing that I really didn't care for, um. Besides just having blood everywhere for no reason, um, what do you think of the Soraya and Tony spray paint a la NWO with the green L for loser? Um, I, I just don't, it's not working right now. No, like there's something missing from it. It's not. It's not making me hate them or despise them. It's just kind of like, uh. It seemed like um, how when Retribution was coming into, what is it, WWE. It's like everything they're doing is like juvenile-ish. It was like, yay, we spray painted somebody. Yay, yay, yay. Like with Retribution, we broke a window. Yay, yay, yay. It's just, it does nothing. It didn't spray paint and leave a Bates. Like when was the last time she was on TV? <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean, I, it's 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 like how long Tony been there? I can see if you just came in with Soraya, I'm like, oh, we're we're the outsiders, we're taking on a roster. Now you're 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 picking, like you're trying to pick off former, <laughs> former WWE stars, pretty much. And saying uh, we're you're not the originals, we're going to beat the originals. Nah, come in and do that. Not if you've been in the in the brand for a year or two and already established yourself. I get the Mean Girls aspect of the characters and the gimmick, and I feel like there's a better way to do it. I just I can't, I haven't been able to figure it out yet as to what I would do differently. I just know that what they're doing so far isn't having the impact that I think they wanted to have for where they're trying to go with it. So, and then Tony is a heel. I can't, I can't buy it all like that. Not believable to you? No. What? I mean, you got a special place in your heart for her, so I do. Um, <laughs> you you won't allow yourself to see that dark side of her. Um, and Only one side. Be fully invested. <laughs> that only one side. What's that? <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do we even do? <laughs> we have mat- a match card announced yet for Revolution? It's coming up in two weeks. Like, I mean, obviously, we know we're going to get MJF and Danielson, but other than that, is there anything? remotely close to being booked. I think we'll get Starks and Jericho. Um, I think you might even I, get uh, 
Joe and Warlow. Seems like they're starting to play that up again. Will you get Jungle Boy in Cage? Or would you do that on? They're, they're doing Jungle Boy in Cage this Wednesday. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could have pushed that back. Like, what do you do with the what do you do with the trios? Um, like, I, I don't know. I have no idea what this card is going to look like. So, what you do with the tag? Belts changed hands. <laughs> would you get a rematch or you get somebody else up? I'd run a good point. Do you feel? Do you feel they were? Do you feel Tony? You feel Tony missed missed the mark by booking that as the main event to have it go off with the guns winning the belts? Because what I mean, rule of thumb supposedly is you want everybody to leave happy, right? Mm-hmm. Leave everybody have everybody leave on a high note. And you took the hottest thing in your company and had them drop the belts to good the guns. I'm here for it. I was okay with it. I don't mind the guns getting the title. You don't feel it's too premature? Pause. <laughs> nah. I mean, I mean, it just feels like it was out of left field. Like, I don't feel the claim was supposed to be in this spot. So, you know, you let them have it. Right right it got hot, and now it's getting to me. It's getting annoying. Time to move on. And then now the guns got the um, the belts, so you know they was messing with FTR before this. So FTR come back on a huge. Well, do you think that do you think that originally they were supposed to be the ones to beat FTR? The guns. Yeah, because you just said that you you know that the acclaim wasn't supposed to be there. That they were based off of how over they got and how much the audience got behind them. Do you feel that that you know that the the acclaim was the swerve, and the guns were going to win it all along. It's just instead of them beating FTR, they beat the acclaim for it. I don't know if it would have been the guns. I think that the, if it was for FTR, they would have still had the belts. But I don't know what their vision was. I, I'm, I'm sure it wasn't the acclaim at the time. People cooling. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? Cool yeah, yeah, yeah. Next it. <laughs> I was even trying to read that from like a dad joke perspective. And I was expecting a daddy ass turn. And that's where I thought, okay, main event, you know, you've had the therapy session, the you weren't there for us, you didn't love us, and everything else. Even though we saw like a mini daddy ass turn originally, whenever the four of them broke up, um, and then he switched back to the acclaim just because of the scissor me daddy ass and how over that was. But you didn't get that. You had to, you know, you had him get knocked out with the belt, and then yeah, they won by, you know, sneaky kill Kill stuff. But yeah, it wasn't a clean win. But I don't know if I would have put that in my main event spot with the other stuff that was on the show. Was all I'm saying. So, um, anything else Wednesday night or even Rampage last night? Man, that was rampage. So, my Mount Rushmore, as I said, this was probably the most difficult week for me to figure out who or what I wanted to put on it. Um, 
everything that you guys have both said so far were in consideration, even individual segments from shows and that um, that we covered already. Initially, you know, Monday night came and I'm like, man, my Wild Rushmore is done. It's Cody and Paul. There's nothing better than that, right? And then the week progressed, and I'm like, all right, Wednesday night, I'm like, man, you know, MJF's there, Danielson's there, like that trio. That's like, all right, got some more stuff. I'm like, well, let's see what last night has. And you get Sammy and Paul, and then you get Sammy and Jay, and I acknowledge you, and I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> really. You know, like, man. And then I wake up this morning and I remember, oh, New Japan. Loser leaves Japan match. So my Mount Rushmore this week is going to be Jay White. Uh, him and Hikaleo put on a hell of a match early this morning. Um, Jay White lost, so he's officially done with New Japan. He will make his date next week against Eddie Kingston. Battle in the Valley, and I believe that is his last contractual obligation to New Japan. So let the rumors swirl where they may, and let the chips fall where they may, and see where the Switchblade era goes on to continue from here. But as I was watching that match this morning and thinking back, is Jay White the most decorated foreigner in New Japan history? Hmm. If you're going to list foreigners in New Japan, do you put Jay White as number one? And if if that's the case, um, you know, or if you may have uh, some some hesitation here, let me just you know run through some of the stats. Um, IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, IWGP Heavyweight Champion, IWGP Intercontinental Champion, IWGP US Heavyweight Champion, Never Openweight Champion, Leader of the Bullet Club. The catalyst of pro wrestling, as he likes to say, showing up in multiple companies, doing multiple five-star matches. A lot of people would say maybe he didn't carry the ball as well as what was expected of him. But when you start listing off the accolades in the resume for Jay White, kind of hard to put any foreigner above him unless you're going Kenny Omega. Um, I mean, if you're going decorated and he is decorated, the most decorated, I'd say, yeah. The most buzzworthy, I don't think. I think Osprey has more and more of a buzz than Jay White. There's the dad joke I was waiting for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um said Osprey. Um no, I, 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 I say Jay. Buzzworthy wise? Oh, buzzworthy? Yeah. I mean, if you say if he's the most decorated and he's the most decorated, yeah. I say up. most decorated for sure. Because he started with the the dojo. And he worked his way up. And he got all those titles and everything. Like something like, you know, AJ, when he came in, he got the heavyweight right away. It didn't the IC. He didn't get the never weight and all that other 
Mustafa Ali and, was and, and most of, most of your foreigners that have come into New Japan over the years have just come in and been there for a short period of time for a couple mm-hmm. spots. Whether it was Brock winning the the heavyweight title, Kurt Angle, you brought up AJ. Um, but if you're talking longevity wise, and I, I mean, you got to go back to you know years ago, whenever you had like Stan Hansen over there. Um, you know, and, and those guys um, to even put up a debate, I would guess, just based off of the tenure. Yeah. It's kind of hard because everybody wants to compare him to Omega um, and recency bias based of off of what Omega did with Okada and everything else and, and the long, and the, the tenure that he had there. Um you know, Jay's on my Mount Rushmore, but Mount Rushmore wise, as far as foreigners in New Japan, he would be up there as well. I think you would have to have Omega there. You'd have to have Jay White there. I feel Osprey is another one that you could, you know, argue and debate to put up there. And then if you want to have a force somewhere that I don't know about or can't remember, but It's really interesting to see where he's going to go and where he's going to land because he wants to, he wants to sink or swim. Mm-hmm. I got no problem with him betting on himself and going out there and saying, all right, I've done everything I can in New Japan. I built it up. I've been with the hottest group in pro wrestling the past decade. Let me see, just much like Kenny Omega did, let me see what mm-hmm. I can do from – a U.S. state's perspective and see if I am who I think I am. Where would you put him and how would you book him? Based on what he's done in his career to date, I mean, the obvious place would be AEW, but Vader's a good one. Mm -hmm. Vader would... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I... You know, Stanson, Vader, or Hanson, Vader, like Brody. Um, would Smart you... Money would say AEW just based off of what he's done in New Japan, but I honestly feel like he wants that WWE spotlight. Would you attach elements of the club to him like an AJ? Or would you just let him go straight, Switchblade J? That's well, I mean, he's, he's not going to be, you know, Switchblade J. But would you let yeah. him do his own? Well, that's that's going to be parts of it anyway, because he was Bullet Club for life. So you know, anywhere Bullet Club, you're Bullet Club. Yeah, yeah. but I think I think WWE's um, willingness to step in and acknowledge people's careers before wwe now with hunter running i mean we saw we saw it at the rumble whenever they put up the graphic for reigns and ko and they had stuff listed for owens outside of wwe like acknowledge it the fans aren't stupid like they know Mm -hmm. but that wwe universe the diehards tend to be in the bubble so they may not be aware as much as what jay's done outside of wwe before coming in I think if you bring him into WWE and you put him in the right situation, a la Jericho coming over and being with The Rock right away, night one, 
which is why I think you hold off if he does go to WWE, you hold off until AJ's healthy. Mm. Because you put him in there with AJ right away and it's okay, good, we're golden. Mm-hmm. Or you do it with like Seth. Mm. Like that type of individual that's been there seven, eight, ten years that's known WWE. People don't even remember Tyler Brack from, from ROH because that was how long ago. But you got to bring him in and put him up against the top of the card right away to establish him as a guy. Don't have him do the slow build, the mm-hmm. NXT route. Like, no, nah, nah. I don't. I don't need none of that. You know, just like uh, Howard, AJ, um, Jericho. Yeah, like I. The, to me, Jericho coming in night one with the Rock going back and forth on the mic, like that instantly made Jericho a guy. So do the same for Jay. Put him in there. There's a handful of guys that you can line them up with, and then night one, boom, he can be established as a guy, and you can then see what he does from there. Looks wise, promo wise, in ring wise, I think he'll be fine any promotion he goes to. Mm-hmm. It's just whether or not he can catch on with the audience in one promotion versus another. AEW, he's already there. You don't need to worry about him in AEW. Like that fan base knows. So, but if he wants to prove himself and step outside of his comfort zone mm-hmm. and try to get over elsewhere, Bank on WWE himself. to me would be the most challenging for him. So, but if you haven't watched that match, go watch it. Um, I got a new respect for Hikaleo. But I'm going to have to go back and watch it again to see, okay, did Hikaleo step his game up or is that just Jay being that good mm-hmm. to make Hikaleo look better than what he would normally look? Mm-hmm. So with the rumors about both of them two, this was a toss-up match, was it? Yeah, it was a toss-up because the rumors were that, you know, them two plus Tama Tonga were all rumored to have interest from WWE with their contract situation. So time frame-wise, I knew Jay's was the earliest one to be coming up, but that don't mean that Hikaleo and Tama Tonga aren't on their way out as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you do that, see, my worry is if you do that and you bring them over, then you'll get into the silliness of – the OC versus them three because you have yeah I don't I don't need that keep the OC out of everything <laughs> I'm right with you <laughs> but yeah I think Jay maybe maybe you hold off Jay for the night after WrestleMania if he is coming in um you know that's lost some luster over the past couple of years with returns yeah. and debuts and whatnot it's not yeah. as and a shot in the arm prevalent as it was or as must-see TV as it was. So I I wouldn't be mad if they debuted him night after. Hell, even if you bring him in night after and he takes out Cody. I'm not going to be mad at it. There's ties there. There's history there they can lean into. And you'd have him go up against the champ right away. That'd be that'd be something I wouldn't expect from WWE. (laughs) 
Yeah. You mean your next uh, IC champion? Man, yeah, yeah, I was I was not happy with that last night. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we all wanted uh uh Del Fantasma. Yeah, and, Santos. And yeah. I tw- I tweeted I tweeted out this morning they had a WWE digital exclusive with Santos and, and Ray in the locker room after the match. And Santos cuts a hell of a promo about Ray and the respect. And he tells a story about his father, who's in Lucha Libre. He's a second generation guy, took him to a show. And he told Santos Ray was going to do big things in, in this industry, in this business, and cuts a hell of a promo. He gives Ray his mask as a sign of respect. Ray gives him a mask back. And they like, it was perfect. TV that would have done great wonders for Santos to have it on the show after the match. <laughs> Why are you making it a digital exclusive? Put it on SmackDown. Shooting yourself in the foot with some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like th- those are the types of things that I see time to time from WWE. And it's like, okay, yeah, you need you need digital content. We all get that, but some stuff you got to recognize after you shoot it. Hey. This is better on TV. Like next week on SmackDown. Let's, let's, let's turn this. Yeah, let, let's turn this tape around real quick and run this. You know, post whatever. Um, because it was only like two minutes long, if that. So like, wasn't going to take up a whole bunch of time. But it is what it is. There. So, um, all right. So we got Mount Rushmore out of the way this week. Chris did not send in a submission. Um, so besides who we gave, uh, anybody from the audience watching wants to chime in with a Mount Rushmore candidate? Or if we have um, anybody else from the three of us that we'd like to nominate that we haven't discussed? Cody Heyman. You just say, man. <laughs> Everybody, these guys know I hated Paul Heyman. <laughs> I hated all the way up to, I want to say, through Brock. I hated Paul Heyman through Brock. And he attached himself to the bloodline and then turned me around. I'm a Heyman guy. I, th- I thought they were very smart in, in choosing to do what they did to garner interest in Roman versus Cody. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because if they would have if they would have held off and not done that now, the cries for Sammy would have gotten louder and louder and louder. Mm-hmm. Not that they still won't be there, but now you have me hooked and invested in Cody and Roman. Exactly. Yep. It was like, oh, there's a whole different story to this. <laughs> right. A whole different story. You see that, pro? Story. Investment. <laughs> Ties. One, two. Not just because there's two names and they're having the match. But yeah, Cody and Paul stole the show. I thought Heyman stole the show all week in WWE. I mean, mm-hmm. his work last night was great. Oh, his work was good. You know, we talked we talked about Jay not coming back until Elimination Chamber and costing Sammy the match, which is how we get to Sammy and KO versus the Usos at Mania. They can still go that route, um, but I'm not mad at them bringing him back last night. How they did it, set it up. And like I said, the interaction with Jay and Sammy backstage, 
um, got me even more intrigued as to where they're going to go mm-hmm. now. Because you know, paranoid Roman. Does he see that? Does he know about it? Is he, you know what I mean? Like that. That uh, the ending of SmackDown just had me just like thinking. I was like overthinking everything. Like after it went off, because it was like you get a different view when you're watching from home. Yes, mm-hmm. well, I'm like, yeah, because you don't see all the TV cameras. But mm-hmm. I'm like, why are they having a secret meeting in front of cameras, and why are we acknowledging this? <laughs> We're supposed to be uh, spinning the disbelief, whatever. I'm like, Ugh. it had me just like overthinking shit. <laughs> it was good, and it was yeah, just Heyman just like manipulating little T's here, little specs here. Good way to write them off for not being able to make it to Canada. <laughs> very mm-hmm. true, very true. Um, yeah, we we know how that goes. Um, so, besides that, I think the only, even though I went off base with a New Japan submission, I think the other one that I would do nominate just would be MLW. Like I said, mm-hmm. getting on a national TV channel. Uh, it's not easy. Um, they've been working hard at it for a really long time. And, and to be on reels, I think, will help their product tremendously. Jacob Fatu is still a goddamn star. This dude, like, I know he's locked up, and MLW pays him well to be locked up. But, man, like, there's so many, so many people I want to see him get in the ring with. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad he's on national TV so more people get exposure to him. Now, where can we um, find Reels? So, Reels is on Comcast. Okay. Um, it's on YouTube TV. Um, so, yeah, it, it is there. Um, but, yeah, just kudos to them for getting on. Um, you know, hopefully it works out. Hopefully they can garner an audience. Hopefully they can, you know, have numbers go up and up. um yeah so i i would i would throw uh i'd throw mlw into the mix as well just from the standpoint of another promotion being on tv um you know goes to speak to the health of pro wrestling right now even though ratings numbers are being argued between certain people online a la disco inferno and some other people um to say that wrestling's not as popular as it used to be, et cetera, et cetera. Like, like it's not it's not 96 whenever you only have 45 channels and there's no DVR recordings and it, everybody has to tune in from 8 to 10 or 9 to 11. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and everybody only had, like, one VCR in the house, too. <laughs> yeah, so, like... What it was. Um, all right, Mount Rushmore's over and done with. We got the good out the way. Let's hit up Jabroni of the week this week. Um, pro wrestling wise or outside of the world of pro wrestling, who is your Jabroni of the week? Inside of pro wrestling, my Jabroni of the week is anything JAS. I'm sorry, anything they put their like anything they do on TV, they put their hands on their right. It is just tune me out altogether. I feel bad for Ricky Starks that he had to deal with them. I I do. Like nothing they do excite me whatsoever. Jay, 
I, I, didn't, I, I, didn't, I didn't have one. No jabroni this week for you? I didn't even one outside. No. Um, mine's outside of the world of pro wrestling. Um, I got Anthony Davis as my jabroni of the week. <laughs> nah. nah. Uh, <laughs> this man is the only man in a 20,000, 21,000 seat arena that continued to sit down when LeBron James broke the all-time scoring record. <laughs> and then, and then you come out with some bullshit response to say, oh, I was mad we're losing the, to the to the Oklahoma City Thunder and we weren't playing well. Come on, bro. You've been in the league how long? And now you all of a sudden want to get upset taking a loss to the Thunder? You barely play 35 games a year, dude. Injury-ridden, <laughs> broken bone, big man. Did you hear what Reggie Bush said? Yeah, stand up and acknowledge the moment. <laughs> or at least have the at least have the 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 sack to say, yeah, I sat down because I'm a selfish dude and I'm not playing well and I got benched. <laughs> yeah, Reggie Miller killed me <laughs> when he got when he fell over and he was grimacing and Reggie Miller was like, oh, AD's grimacing. That means three weeks out. I mean, come on, dude. What are we doing here? Like you're, you're, there's literally an all time, a 39 year old record that nobody thought would be broken is being broken. And in that moment, you're the only person in the city of Los Angeles that is sitting down. I agree. Yes. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, there's there's a lot of that. Um, I saw people oh with, with Jordan with the shot over Russell, no phones out versus all phones out. And it's like there was no phones. Ninety seven. There was no phones to be out. Like <laughs> there was no phones to be out. Like you gonna be mad if somebody has a Polaroid at that moment? Like <laughs> there was no cell phones. But I I get it. I've been to I've been to sporting events where like. I haven't had my phone out and I've just lived in the moment and I still remember the moment, you know, um, like the Jesse James catch versus not a catch against the Patriots, you know, a couple years ago, like that 2017, I think it was or whatever. Like I was mm-hmm. there still like, remember, you know what I mean? And that's something that's not going to go away. So there, I, know, I think we got to get off the whole, everybody got their phones out. It, it, it is what it is. It's just how life goes right now. Like you're, Everybody's going to record it and put it up on social media to flaunt that they were there. But I can see, you know, there's that one camera shot. Everybody's standing up and everybody got their phones out. And I forget who the guy was, but he owned something. He's oh, a Phil boy. Knight. The Knight Phil guy. Knight, yeah. Knight. He's the only one that don't got his phone out. Yep. Everybody he else. He's the only one. At the moment. He's like, just live it in. What I'm going to need a, a cell phone footage for. <laughs> You just take a memory on your uh, phone. My uh, my other jabroni of the week was also outside of pro wrestling, and it was a toss-up, a coin flip, and AD was head, so he got the, the nod. But my other jabroni of the week is Brett Favre. <laughs> You're suing <laughs> Shannon Sharp and Pat McAfee for a defamation lawsuit based off of comments that they said for the – as Pat pointed out in his rebuttal to the defamation lawsuit live on his show yesterday, um, your alleged involvement, allegedly um, taking money from the welfare people in Mississippi. 
So, yeah. Um, if you if you haven't seen it, go over to Pat McAfee Show's YouTube and just watch the eight minute video. It's hilarious on how they responded to it. Um, tremendous stuff there, but yeah. Um, what would be my other my other jabroni of the week this week? How do you have this? The McAfee's gold. Oh. McAfee is gold. <laughs> All right. Um, so that's Mount Rushmore Jabroni of the Week. Are we ready to get in the Pushberry release? Yes, we are. All right. All right. So you know the game. Um, it's a spin off of the uh, famous Step Brothers. F Mary Kill um, scene, which is hilarious and still one of the funniest things ever of all time. But we put a little pro wrestling spin on it. So push Barry release out of these three wrestlers: Kurt Angle, Eddie Guerrero, Owen Hart. Who are you pushing? Who are you burying? And who are you releasing? I am pushing Eddie because no matter what, I, I could watch an Eddie Guerrero match even when I didn't even know who he was. He just he just yeah, me, yeah, me watching. I don't know. Uh, Ty, Ty, you're you're taking the game to literally. We can't, we can't have that. Like, I didn't even think about that whenever I put the list up and I gave the submissions. Like, he's oh man. I am uh, burying Kurt Angle, and I'm releasing Owen Hart. Reasons. I was never an Owen Hart fan, ever. Wow. Oh well, he has the same last name as Brett, so that would be why. You I was still never. never <laughs> I hated. You Brett. just hate the whole Hart family. You hate, hate Canada. Brett. Just think of it. You hate Canada. I was just even never. Though it has, even though it has the most, you know, color well, of your shirt. You hate Drake, Canada. Drake is from Canada. <laughs> Don't sip your Pepsi after you drop Champagne Poppy's name. Talking about that's why you love Canada. <laughs> Light skins gotta stay together. <laughs> Light skins gotta stay together. This dude's unbelievable. Donald, who you got? Pushberry release. <laughs> um, <laughs> I will bury Kurt Angle. No, 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 no. I'm releasing Kurt Angle. Because I think that if he wasn't in WWE, he could have made it anywhere. I'm, I'm Barry and Eddie, and I'm pushing Owen. None of this sounds right word wise. No, that's the whole it's point great. of the game. Um, None of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. These three are so great in so many ways. Um, and I think the, the why I grouped them the way that I did with these three in particular, because not only were they great bell to bell and could go in the ring um, from the entertainment aspect and, and comedy and pro wrestling and everything else, like the silliness, if you watch these three guys, like they did it the right way to where mm -hmm. it wasn't cheesy or overdone, like, they were entertaining as all hell in different spots throughout their career with just personality, timing, everything. Um, we got to push Kurt, push Kurt, Burio, and release Eddie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
A lot of different views. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go. I'll push Owen. I'll bury Kurt and release Eddie. Okay. To me, Owen, Owen, the reason why I'm pushing Owen is because he's uh he's one of the, the handful of names that should have got a run with the belt at some point and should have been given the opportunity to be the guy. But I think because he was as good as he was, a la like Mr. Perfect, mm-hmm. um, you know, Jake Roberts, um, Rick, Rude. Rick Rude, Roddy Piper, like do they need a belt to justify? No, but they're one of the people that, you know, in today's day and age, the even though I hate the chant that you deserve it, um, I would have liked to seen one title run out of Owen because I think it would have been tremendous. Um, just look at what he did with the damn slammies. You give him a world title, you think that's not gonna be entertaining? Like, um, so yeah, that's 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 my reasoning there. And then Kurt and Eddie, it's really a toss-up. I wouldn't I wouldn't release either one of them from my promotion mm-hmm. if I had one, but if I, if I gotta pick one, I'll, I'll I'll let Latino Heat go and he can thrive elsewhere. Same with Kurt. I mean, he's gonna but out of those three, I could see Owen being like a Christian type person with longevity in the business. You said Christian type, and my immediately did not go. My mind did not go to Christian Cage. So um, I'm thinking Christian, like literally Christian. I'm like, okay, this is a different angle from Jay Christian. Jake. Or Jay face. Or Jer- I didn't want to throw Jericho out there because Jericho gets on my damn nerves. <laughs> yeah, no, Owen. Owen would have been your your Randy Orton. Your yeah, like I mean, he'd have been there forever. Um, so yeah. But there you go. Push Bay release. Kurt Angle, Eddie Guerrero, Owen Hart. Hit us up on social media. Let us know which one you would push, which one you'd bury, and which one you would release. All right. Anything else? No? Nothing else? Uh, Yeah, let's get into the end of the show. We'll wrap it up. All right. Thanks for tuning in this week. Episode 122 of the Dumb Marks Podcast. You can find us anywhere on social media. Hit us up, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Email the show, dumbmarkspod at gmail.com. Head on over to prowrestlingtees.com slash dumbmarkspod. Dumbmarkspod. Dumbmark. Pick up some merch. We'll give you a live shout out on air. Um, Again, each and every week, we thank you guys for tuning in, rocking with us. We enjoy it. Comments are great. Keep them coming. Uh, head on over to what's the never mind. Find the find the audio version everywhere you listen to podcasts. <laughs> um, quick final thoughts for me. One had a match announcement from Impact Friday, February 24th, 8 p.m. Bullet Club. Ace Austin, Kenta, Chris Bay against Time Machine, Kushida, and Motor City Machine Guns. Six man tag. Slapper. Um, don't want to miss that. Tune in for that. That's going to be a banger of a match. No pun intended from Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. <laughs> I do have a quote here. Um, 
for Eric Bischoff from Eric Bischoff. And I know Pro would would want to get into this. Um, we're we're not going to do it right now, but I got it saved off, and I, I think we'll wait till Chris comes on as a separate topic because I just want to get his viewpoint and opinion on it as well. Um, so I'll save that for a later date and time to be named. Um, and then uh, New Japan and Impact announced uh, the Multiverse United. Only Strong survive on March 30th from the Globe Theater in Los Angeles. So WrestleMania weekend. Uh, two of the matches announced right now are Josh Alexander versus Kushida and Will Ospreay versus Speedball Mike Bailey. So, you know, WrestleMania weekend, we get all the, uh, the collabs, um, as we like to say, in the pro wrestling world, forbidden doors being broken down, so to speak. But... Um, those are two matches I'm interested in seeing. And I believe Mike Bailey has a lineup himself that's, like, ridiculous. So he's fighting Osprey, He's fighting Vikingo. And then there was, there was a third one. And he's fighting two in the same day and then one the next night. So, like, his WrestleMania weekend, I feel like he's going to steal the show as, as being the most talked about individual coming out of that based off of the lineup of matches that he's booked in himself. Um, all right. Anything else? Nope. All right. Thanks for kicking it with your boys again. And as always, a quote of the week for some positivity in your life. First, know your worth. Second, control your emotions. Third, never never settle. First, know your worth. Second, control your emotions. Third, never never settle. With that being said, thanks for tuning in again. I'm a Mark. You're a Mark. Tell a Mark. Till next time, y'all can catch us around the way.